0: Hey, welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. This is Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and number one branding coach. And so in today's episode, I am super excited about this particular uh, topic because I've received multiple inquiries after I've hinted at um, what I said is the number one epic Holly, uh, Hollywood wedding in 2016 in previous episodes. And so a lot of people were wondering, one, um, what were the details of the wedding? Also, some people People may have seen like on our anniversary on Instagram, I posted the highlight of the wedding and then also people were wondering how did I manage to plan that wedding after I left my 100-figure, uh, six-figure job while also being organized and keeping my sanity. And so um, the title of today's episode is Hollywood Wedding Planned Using Actually My Branding System. And so um, even though my B-R-A-N-D system is used in the Dope Therapist Academy, it's something that I've been using as far as the framework and the details um, throughout my entire business. And so I want to show you how if you create one system that works in one particular area of your life, you can actually duplicate it, especially if it's replicable. OK, and so I want to show you how I use the B-R-A-N-D system. How to plan my wedding. Okay. So um, let's first talk about what BRAND means if you have not heard the previous episodes. And so, in a quick summary, so that I can get into the details of the Hollywood wedding, is that B stands for blueprint, R stands for reaching your ideal clients, A is automating your systems, N is for niche that leads to your expertise, that I always say leads to additional streams of income, because now you have a platform to say that you are an expert in a particular area. And then D stands for delegation, which which that leads to scaling your business, which means you get your time back and a more flexible lifestyle. So some of these letters I will combine just for the sake of the story, but I will—I do wanna take you behind the scenes of what it looked like to plan this wedding. And so um, B, for my wedding, I had a vision. I literally saw my wedding in my head as such as any woman or little girl. Um, and I am a person where I like to... Overdo it when it comes down to party planning. Um, I'm a very big like host of games. You know, when people have parties, they usually ask me to either do the games, or I've hosted a lot of baby showers or uh, wedding parties and things like that for my friends. And so I've always had a big vision of what I wanted my wedding to be. Now, in terms of location, I just knew, of course, that it needed to be in Southern California, but I didn't have any particular location in mind. Uh, But what I did is I used all of these wedding websites and I just honestly start going into Google and searching up wedding websites or venues that I can view online and then I would add my vision to my Pinterest board. Now in terms of Blueprint, because of the vision that I had, I took the same methodology of mapping out everything in Google Docs and spreadsheets um, in my business and I actually replicated that same system and I did that for my wedding and you'll see how it worked out when I started delegating out tasks okay so I was organizing my wedding on Google Docs in terms of giving instructions of what I needed to execute in terms of like if it were my wedding planner the person who was decorating the venues we would keep track on Google Docs and things like that and so those are systems that I already used in my business. So of course I use them in my wedding. So that's the blueprint, um, the vision. Okay. Then the R, because now I had a vision of, of how I saw my wedding, I now clearly needed to find the ideal venue, which in the same way in the academy, I teach my students how to find the right clients. And so first, we have to look at location. So as I mentioned, I had an idea of what I wanted my venue to look like, how many people, of course I needed it to hold because I have a very large family, but at the same time, not everybody that we know can come because that's a lot of people, you know what I'm saying and so in my my family is huge. And then my husband's family is huge. So we had to look at how many people do we want to invite? And then what is the max? What is the minimum? And then can a venue hold that amount of people within the structure of my vision that I foresaw, you know, foresaw uh, as far as like, um, how they would sit and things like that. So, um, let me share with you, like, how I found it okay so I did a google search and one day I'm actually working in the juvenile hall this is before I you know left and I was working in the juvenile hall and during my break I was like googling like wedding venues and I just put Los Angeles and I ran across I kept running across this particular location and um because of the name of the location I thought it was actually a club that I used to promote for because it had the same name and I'm like why do they keep saying that they are um, a, a wedding venue and that I can have my wedding there because I know exactly what it looks like and I'm not having my wedding there you know what I'm saying it was cool for a club but not a wedding so something told me one day just click on the button because on their website it had just a picture of the venue outside and I thought to myself well the venue looks different the outside but maybe it's the side that I haven't seen before you know maybe it's an extended like section or something that I haven't seen and maybe we only saw the club side because you know a lot of buildings have multiple entries and so I'm like nah it's still gonna lead to that location so something that they told me click to view the venue because that's it says view pictures of the venue click on a button and so when I opened it up it definitely was not the venue I had in mind and I was very surprised at what it entailed and that it was local meaning not very far from you know, where we stayed. I mean, it was within an hour and it was in an ideal location that I definitely wouldn't mind having my wedding. It's right on the border of Los Angeles and Hollywood. So like the venue is in Hollywood, but it's right around a corner from a lot of like, you know, famous locations and things like that. So it's very easy to find and, but it's good parking, which is what I like. Cause it's not congested by Hollywood traffic type thing. So when I, um, you know, decided that okay I'm gonna reach out to this particular uh host of this venue um I need to make it happen because my wedding is not that far from now within the next year and I need to secure a location because I really like to plan things out and not wait to the last minute because I really want to take my time seeing my vision through I don't want to get everything at the same time I want to also shop around for the best deals and things like that so I ended up calling the venue. I text my fiance at the time and I said, Hey, I found a venue. I'm going to call them. And when I called them, the guy was like, you know, um, we're not open on the weekends because we're hosting, um, you know, events. And so you can come today. And I'm like, Oh heck, like my husband is at work, like for a long period of time. So I called him, uh, my fiance at the time. And he said, well, just go see it. And like, hit me up. Like when you leave or whatever, I trust you know your vision cuz he already knows what my vision is. I trust your, you know, my opinion. So when I went to the venue, I was so oh my god in love and I'm like this is it. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen something whether it was a material good a opportunity or for me a location and you were like this is it like I literally saw my wedding there and I said listen to your intuition I literally asked him what do I need to put down he told me the deposit literally everything fell into place the date was available because we have multiple dates that we were rolling with just in case our date wasn't available the day was available that we wanted They had the colors that we wanted with the napkins, you know, the the accents of the colors that match. So that to me was a win because that meant that we didn't have to purchase all of those additional things also to bring into the venue. And then what was a sold aspect for me is that it was an Armenian family owned location and they served us with eight course meals embedded in this. I don't even want to say the price, but a epic, unbelievable price. And for the guy, because it was family owned, it was actually easier to negotiate Where I didn't even have to negotiate. I just said, he just said, um, I just need you to, um, be able to basically bring in their business, a certain flat number amount, if not more. And he don't care how many people I got in there. <laughs> right. And so I was like, Well, hell, I want to have a hundred and I think I said 50 people. And he said, oh, that equates to my minimum. I said, oh my God, everything's falling into place. Thank you, Jesus. You know, and so um, I said, okay, how much do I need to put down? He told me the amount I literally had. Luckily, I had my checkbook in my car um, and then I ran to my car, got my checkbook. And I wrote him the check and he was like, Cool, here's your receipt. It's good. You know what I'm saying? And so I said, Can I bring my fiance down here? Because of course he's gonna want to see the venue. So what I did was I went back outside, I did like a picture, I did videos, and he was super excited. He was like, Oh my god, and where is located? Like, we hell, we about to be hella dope. I'm getting excited talking about it again. Like, I want to throw another wedding. And so, um, so he was like, Okay, I wanna go. So we carved out a time to go visit, and then when we went to go visit, my husband was like, Oh my god, like this is crazy. So he was like, like, how did you find this? And I'm like, I don't know, but hell, we here. So when we also went, they made uh the kitchen prepare us samples of the different main course meals out of the eight-course. Um, but he gave us examples of all the appetizers. Um, like basically, uh, we walked out with like four to five bags of like uh different samples of food, and I was like, I love y'all, like I just want to come here to eat, and literally I loved that venue so much and you'll find out why like, but I love that venue so much where I could see myself renewing my vows there. If I actually, I actually saw myself having an event there because one of my dreams and once it happens, come back to episode number 82, but one of my dreams for my coaching business and I have it written down on my vision board is to actually have a annual conference for my Branding for Abundance um, community, which is all the clients that I've coached, all mental health professionals. Of course, it's gonna be a business write-off. I want it to be like a... A two-day event or even like a one-day event there and then we do something in the community and have fun in the city have like you know activities and stuff maybe make it a retreat I'm not sure but I really want to make it like an all-weekend extravaganza type situation but I want to host like it there because they had the most phenomenal five-star my type of diamond you know oh my god I'm just getting excited you'll see it like in the video you can actually watch the video the highlight video in the show notes and so um let me speed things up so we left there with like four to five bags of food we actually took it to my mom's house so she can taste the food too and we were like oh my god this is so good but we were able to like pick out because they wrote on the boxes the name of the food because they were traditional armenian um, plates and appetizers so we chose the food that we wanted hit him up and everything fell into place so I was able to, in a nutshell, with my blueprint and me reaching the ideal host, I was able to secure a location of my vision. I was able to get it at my phenomenal price point. I was able to have a consultation with the venue, like I said, by visiting the location, asking the questions that I needed to ask to make sure that it was a good match. Um, the price point was on point, and then I was able to make you know, a deposit. So then we're moving into the A, automation. And so I'm going to combine automation, niche, and delegation all at once because What I'm going to explain actually combined all three. So these really speak to building the systems in your business. And I made this work for, um, you know, uh, planning my wedding. And so, Um, I hired first a wedding planner. So that would speak to automating the sake of doing particular things, planning for my wedding, which meant that she can only do her job if I had a blueprint. I I really want you to think about that when you're building a business. The only way your automation system will work is if you have structured it Like meaning you've written down what it's supposed to do for you in your blueprint and what do you want the outcome to be. So I had to meet with a wedding planner. I had her coordinate with other vendors that I would get later on in terms of what I needed, such as, you know, decorators, music, DJ, things like that. Um, But I had to share with her my vision and then she was able to automate that system for me where she literally would just send me reports every week, like on a Google Doc, (laughs) which is why I'm glad that I learned how to use that uh, because she was able to share with me the things that um, she was doing in my, you know, wedding planning. And so that was pretty cool. So I hired the wedding planner and then I also hired a decorator. Again, I've used the same framework. I met with her. I gave her a vision of what I wanted as far as how I wanted it to be decorated. Me and my husband went on multiple occasions to a third party vendor that housed all of the items that I wanted in my wedding, like the centerpieces, um, the aisle with the the flowers. Um, She told me where to go downtown to look at an idea of what I wanted. And so I worked with the decorator, and one of the compliments that she gave gave me which again showed me that my system works is that because I gave her all the visuals via Google Docs and Google Spreadsheets and pictures of how I literally wanted everything to look like in the composition like these are going to be the tables I literally went on Google Docs built out these circles like an architect and then I said this is table one two three four etc this is where the uh, centerpieces are going to go this is an idea of what I want my centerpieces to look like can you p- find me a vase to hold the flowers like all that stuff so she gave me so many compliments as we were working together and some of the compliments that she gave me was that I was one of the easiest brides that she's ever worked with specifically because I knew what I wanted And I was very organized. So it actually made her job a lot easier. And that's something I want you to hear as well, because if you eventually, or if you already have hired people to work in your business, you don't want to make their job more complicated. You want them to be able to carry out their job effectively. So that can also make your job easier because if they don't work effectively, you'll end up having to replace them and then train someone else again. And then that'll take up your time. Okay. Another thing that I use in my automation niche and delegation framework for my wedding is is that I created a calendar of all of the steps that I would have to take based off of my blueprint of my wedding vision I made a calendar of everything that needed to be done by a particular day and so I'm definitely a person personality type a but I make it work for me and I make it also work for people around me so it actually worked with my wedding party because they I sent out like not the calendar itself but like all the dates like every month so that they would know okay this is a day that all the dudes are going to get together with my husband like on his little calendar section they're going to go downtown they're going to look for suits and then after that then they chose another date to go finalize the suits then they chose another day to then go get the suits like um adjusted and then me and my husband chose a day where we had to go down to another location to choose the ties that matched um the girls' wedding dresses you know because we got them at um, david's bridal. and then i did the same thing for my girls even if they lived out of town i gave them a deadline of when to go get the fitting then they are to their their names are already in the system you know all they have to do is say hey it's done you know so for the most part about 80 percent of the girls for me did it on time and then 20 percent of the girls actually dropped out due to various reasons but we still made it work okay and then lastly i was able to create an organized system um, that kind of encompasses all of this, but really my vision of hosting an epic wedding party situation. And so I ended up finding, we call it the Hollywood compound. I found a Hollywood like um, Hills home where it housed or it can sleep up to 20 people. It had about six rooms um with multiple various other family rooms it had a pool the owners were super cool they knew what we were coming for they didn't mind music um just to give you an idea of what it was like to prep for the wedding because you won't see all of it in the highlight video is we actually stayed there for two and a half days a friend of mine because I'm real big with like using you know black-owned businesses and or people that I know and so a friend of mine um he actually had a charting bus company so they actually Dropped us off. They picked us up at our house. They dropped us off for those of the people who didn't want to drive. They dropped us off um, at the Hills home. And then they also came and picked us up on Sunday after the wedding, but they dropped us off on Friday. Um, So a lot of things were falling into place. Um, Also, when we got there, you know, some people came on different days. My husband was able to go out with all the guys, which was like a lot of them, Um, like 20 something guys. Our wedding party was pretty big. We had about 11 to 13 people on each side plus the kids and so um and the reason why we honestly have so many people was because my husband couldn't choose between his cousins because he has a lot of first cousins okay I don't have as many first cousins but I do have a lot of girlfriends and then you know uh, cousins and then wives of cousins that I'm close with and things like that so I mean it worked out and so they went out um the night before one of um uh I'm gonna say like my brother a guy who I grew up with my mom also took him in as her like son when I was going out of grad school it was a guy that she worked with but we were the same age um we became very close and so he had a lot of hookups in Hollywood in terms of certain clubs um he's definitely in the scene if you get me um but he was able to hook my husband up with going to a Hollywood spot to take all his friends um for free but then of course you know they had a section um and they hung out and then of course they came back and crashed at the house or whatever and some of them went home so um the next day when we got prepared for the wedding it was very fun um we um had a makeup artist come out and um I paid for certain people at my wedding party to get their uh, makeup done and then some like my maid of honor and things like that and then other girls who wanted their makeup done we had an awesome good deal for them to get their makeup done and she does um makeup in Hollywood and for movie sets and things like that so I know that she's good for it because she also did my wet um my makeup for some of my photo shoots so she came out with an assistant and And they got us done fairly quickly. And then um, we had a reveal of the wedding gifts. And so what my wedding party didn't know is that, I mean, they saw the bags, they knew they had wedding gifts, but they didn't know what was in it. And so some of the things that we did um, is that we showered our wedding party with gifts. So we got the Tiffany, our wedding colors were Tiffany blue, uh, gray or diamond and white. And so we got all the Tiffany blue or close to it bags, um, stuffed them with tissue paper. All the girls got a set of like Bath and Body Works, like lotion, spray and body wash. Um, and then they got other trinkets that matched for the wedding. Everybody got like, you know, the wedding bracelets that said team run May 14th, 2016. Um, and then they got other gifts. And then of course the maid of honor and, um, matron of honor and, um, best man, they got additional gifts, whether it be like cufflinks. I know my maid of honor, I actually, she was my best friend. And so I actually gifted her and they opened up all these gifts by the way and I couldn't see it because the the groom couldn't see me so he was out there and they just videotaped it for me and I was hearing it like through the hallway so of course I'm trying not to cry because they were super excited and then I saw the video after so I gifted my best friend with a Tiffany's um Tiffany blue heart um, because that's also a a heart that I had purchased for myself, and so I wanted her to know that she's very close to my heart, and of course we're best friends. So um, I wanted her to have what I had, you know what I'm saying? So I bought her that, and then um, like the kids in our wedding party, including my um, stepson, we bought them like little backpacks in which they took pictures. We had two flower girls and a ring, a ring bearer, two ring bearers, Um, and or I'm going to say my stepson. He actually wore the thing around his neck that says like the bride is coming. And then my little cousin wore, he, he was the ring bearer with the Tiffany blue heart flower ring thing. And so we gifted them with all these cute kid things like this little backpack and all that stuff. So then it comes down to my husband's gift. And so they deliver my husband's gift, of course there, and then they actually bring me my gift. So my husband's gift, let me tell you what I did. I clearly like creating content. I like doing videos and things like that. So I was actually putting this together like um, the final touches the night before the wedding when they were gone because I had to do it when he wasn't in sight. So what I ended up doing is we actually postponed our honeymoon to a month after just to align with us being able to take a full vacation. At least at the time, my thoughts when I first planned the wedding because I was working, but I was no longer working at that time, but he was. So we planned it for June and we wanted to take a trip to New York. And I think that was his first trip going to New York, I believe. I don't think we had been yet. So we wanted to go to New York because he wanted to go somewhere he had never been. And I think I had only went like one time at that point. And now, hell, I go religiously. So, um he wanted to go to New York and I'm like, all right, we can go to New York. You know, um, we really weren't looking to go out of the country because for us and for his work schedule, we wanted to be able to leave for seven days, but we also recognized that certain places we would like to go. It wasn't in accordance to the, s- the schedule that he had, which is why I do what I do, which teaching clinicians how, if they want to leave their exit job, because you don't get to do the things that you want to do. And now he's no longer working at that job. He's actually working from home so we can go wherever you- we want. But also we had the stipulation of, um, Um, which we worked out though being away for seven days but the stipulation of having um co-parenting with the mother of his child like with their custody thing so we were like okay let's just go somewhere in a state but also let's just go somewhere for five days that that'll work so we end up going to new york But what I surprised him with is I kept checking like because he kept saying like, oh, my God, I so want to like visit Miami one day. He was seeing all these states. So my family travels and he had never been to a lot of places. And so I said, oh, he want to go to Miami. So I kept looking for deals and we fly Delta. And so I happened to stumble across just one day manifested an extra flight where when I looked at the flight to then fly into New York, then fly to Miami, then fly back to New York to do a grand finale and then go back home. It actually equated to the same price if I just switched up my flight. So I just added a flight in between and I didn't even have to change our New York flight, um, but it did adjust like something with credit. It just wasn't more money. And so what also was nice was that my little cousin was actually going to law school at University of Miami. So we were like, oh, surprise, we're going to come visit you in a month or whatever. And he found out like when we did the video, but um, we were going to go visit him for um, two days and then, you know, stay on South Beach and, you know, he took us on a town and stuff. So how I surprised my husband is through a video slideshow and I put the music behind it. I showed him like a history of all of our pictures from our relationship. And then it said, um, um, I actually showed the girls where to pause the video. And of course it said, pause here get your first gift so one of his gifts were like some personalized cufflinks that he can actually wear that day for the wedding then the second gift was he was looking at you know we would window shop a lot and he was looking at MCM and so I had never owned anything MCM I had owned like Gucci like high luxury items like Louis Vuitton Gucci like you know then Coach and Dooney Burke and stuff like that but I had never owned anything MCM but I liked the backpacks so when I actually went to Um, Vegas for my um, bachelorette party with like 20 girls, I went to, I think it was Bloomingdale's or Saks. It was one of those stores, but I got a personal shopper there. He helped me out and he was super nice. He was like, just let me know anything that you want to, um, Order when you go back to LA. And I guess they had a deal where if I purchased it and I'm a business owner, they would actually there were no taxes. I'm like, (laughs) okay, cool. So I was like, Yep, I'm a business owner. And they said, as long as we can ship it to your business, I said for sure, because at least people can sign off on it. So I just had it have them ship it to my receptionist at the private practice office that I had. So um I found him the MCM backpack and that was his second gift so when he opened it up like on the video it was like oh like it it went crazy I think they show some of it like in the highlight video and so then he thought he was done and they were like um oh wait there's more like I had the girls like act it out so then it went into like you know I can't wait for us to go to New York it went into the music of Alicia Keys saying New York or whatever and then it switched up to a I think I did like Lil John, like or something like that like an amped up Miami zone and everybody went crazy you know what I'm saying and it was just a big deal because it was places that he had never been of course it was like a surprise and it was just looking at what was to come after even the wedding if hell this was the pre-wedding you know what I'm saying I'm like I was even giving him a glimpse of like what kind of wife I am you know and so all those things worked out for our wedding and literally my vision of my wedding became my reality and then just another good thing that came out of the wedding planning after everything came to pass is that um I did a dance off with people in my crowd along with people in my wedding party and no one knew about this part now the wedding party knew that and you'll see parts of it in the highlight video where they were able to be introduced as part of the wedding party one by one and then they were able to pick a song now that's one of the things that did not work out so well because somehow the wedding songs got mixed up but they made it work they literally had a full-blown I had a full-blown concert and performance so the people that own the venue they literally got a drink and they were sitting on the stairs taking videos and pictures and they literally said like this is one of the best weddings we've ever had here that's like this hyped up like they had cameras out and I'm like oh my god we so dope and so also what happened is one of my DJ my DJ that I chose I've known him for a long time he DJed for like the improv on Melrose um he DJed for a lot of the clubs I used to promote for back in my 20s you know what I'm saying and so Excuse me. So, I actually asked him to DJ for my wedding. And so, during a part of my wedding where I asked uh, my friend Dr. Roche to come out because she's from the Bay, we went to school together up there. And then one of my friends went to UC Berkeley. So, he lived up in the Bay for a long time. And then my other friend, his best friend, actually visited the Bay a lot. And um, he was a fan of like the Raiders or whatever. So, I'm saying this because they were Bay, Bay Area fans. So, of course, I played my E40 song and I said, I need someone so to come out, right? This was like the finale. And when they heard the song, they were like, oh my God. And so we turned up. I think one of that, that part is in the video as well. And, um, what I didn't know after the wedding is the DJ came up to me when we were like on the charter bus and, um, like a luxurious charter bus, but, um, he came up to me and he said, Hey, I got some for you. And he was, I was like, what's up? And he was like, guess who just texted me back? And I'm like, text you back for what? I don't understand. And he was like, so when you were dancing with your friends, I sent the video of y'all dancing off E-40 to E-40 and he texts back like, where the hell you at, fam? And he was like, at my homegirl wedding in Hollywood, I'm DJing. And he was like, damn, they turned up like that? That's what I'm talking about. Tell them congratulations. And I was like, come through E-40. (laughs) <laughs> but that was like that made my night like okay he he's turning up so those are all the good things now I can't wrap up this podcast episode without telling you that even though just like a business in my wedding even though you can plan everything to the t and every even though I'm smiling right now just cheesing about like sharing with you some personal things about myself and like my wedding and how I've used the branding system to plan out my wedding like any business stuff happens like any wedding stuff happens. So I'm just gonna tell you all the things that did not go according to my plan, but nevertheless, I just share with you all the great things that still happened, okay? And the reason I wanted to cap off with sharing with you this topic of stuff happens is that I do believe that a lot of the therapists that either listen to my content on podcast videos or Instagram and or they coach with me is that they view obstacles as, oh, it's not supposed to happen. I'm not supposed to do this. And that's not true. So some of the obstacles that came into play, I told you that we have a related family. And so we had a co-parenting obstacle. My husband was in the um, process of going back and forth to court to increase his percentage through the court to get his son more time. And so we had to go to court literally a couple of months before our wedding. And it got so bad where um, the mom didn't want the son to even be in attendance to our wedding she literally told our lawyer you know isn't that my weekend like she didn't want to let up and it's not until the judge said he's going to go to the wedding like this is ridiculous to when she let up like that's some of the drama that we encountered okay two months before the wedding nobody want to deal with that And then you've already heard my previous episodes of other health stuff that came up previously to the wedding, right? Also, um, another personal disclosure, I have a close cousin that I grew up with. He had just just got released from prison. I haven't seen him for years. He lives in Portland, but he was like shipped off somewhere, right? So he was doing very well for himself. My family up in Portland, Oregon, they own a lot of property. So he ended up working with one of my... Uncles um, on homes to like build and build up houses or whatever. So he was making very good money, but he was also on parole. So this is how I love being a psychologist and learning how to assert myself, how to communicate effectively and hell use my title when it's needed psychologist on duty. You know what I'm saying? So um, I end up, you know, I made these like uh, Tiffany like box invitation type um, invitations for my wedding. And so the per- parole officer, all he wanted to know was like an itinerary of where my cousin. It was going to be, and luckily, you know, I had an Airbnb, so I said, Okay, we're not even going to be in Compton, we're going to be in the Hollywood Hills, and this is the itinerary of everything. So, my husband already knew that he was going out with the guys, so he wasn't on house arrest or anything, they just needed to know because he was crossing state lines. So, I literally wrote, I went above and beyond. I wrote a letter, I introduced who I was, I even told them where I worked or where I worked past tense. Um, that I've worked in the correctional facilities, I'm a clinical psychologist, I'm licensed in the state of California, and this is what is in place for my cousin to come be safe he gonna follow the rules, but whatever. These are the things that we have in place. And parole officer was like, damn, like I didn't think she was even gonna, you know, they needed a a itinerary, but they didn't need like low key a a, a real invitation. But I'm like, at no expense, you gonna be here. And then we even um, paid for car service to pick my cousin up from the airport on time. Literally, they met him at his gate. They had his name or his nickname on a a card or whatever. And then they brought him all the way to Hollywood. And then he showed up um, like on Friday night. So that was fun. And that was my husband's first time meeting him too, so that was cool. Now, some of the things that went um, wrong, all right? Um, The day of the wedding, my car didn't come. So I ordered two... what is it? M500 Mercedes class cars and a 24 or 30 passenger like decked out uh, party bus for my wedding party so the plan was that one of the cars was only purchased for a one-way like to it was supposed to drop off my husband and his best men like the two of them at the venue because clearly they can go in first right I have to sit there and wait for everybody to go in to even get out of the car then I ordered another car in which it was a four-hour window because because I gather by the time they pick me up, take me down the hill, sit in the car while the wedding starts. And then I can walk in. That's probably a two to four hour time frame. I think I purchased it for two hours because we weren't that far from the venue. So what ended up happening was the the cars got mixed up. The charter bus came on time and they, he was like hella dope, like our, our driver and he was black. So that was cool. And he, he was playing hip hop and stuff. So my husband or my fiance at the time, they left. And I knew they left and I was waiting on my car. Now, all my wedding party is getting on the bus and I'm sitting there like, where's my car? Now, luckily we made the bus leave. I called, nobody wants to make this phone call on the day of their wedding, but I called the car service and they were like, oh, that two hour car, already at the venue. I said, what the hell you mean it's at the venue? They got the cards mixed up. One of them was supposed to be bride. One of them was supposed to be groom. And clearly the, the one way was supposed to be the groom's car. Somehow they end up taking my car and the other car end up getting miraculously canceled and they don't have Time to send another car especially the car that I won. I'm like damn you ain't got another car and they were like no so I'm like all right so I end up sitting like in the front area of my charter bus but hell I paid for it it was like 1500 bucks why not because we had to pay for it for the whole like eight hour stint because our wedding started at four they picked us up at three No, our wedding started at five. We told people four, so they picked us up at four. And then our wedding was over at midnight. So it was still a good ride. I was fine. You know, I just sat in my zone, prayed and did my little thing. Right. So that was one thing that went wrong. Hell is that my car didn't show up. Then also, um, I um, was called or text message because I still had my phone and then I was going to give it to the maid of honor. Um, because I had someone there, I did have a list of people who could come in because I just felt like people were going to show up who weren't on the and, uh, guest list. And so someone who was on my guest list, like one guy who I went to high school with that we're still close with that I consider like my brother, we play ball, like basketball and stuff like that, is he showed up, he flew from South Carolina, and somehow his name was not on the list. So they me and I was like yeah let him in so he got in then when we got there we pulled up I see people running across the street because hell they late and some people are not on my guest list but what ended up happening it worked out some people this is what happens at weddings you pay all these money per seat per plate you know what I'm saying for all these decor these gifts for your wedding party um and the people who came and I saw people running across the street and I'm like hey They weren't on the list. And then we also had a certain amount of children that were on the list because we didn't want all these kids to be there because of the music that we wanted to play. And there were kids that weren't supposed to be there. But the numbers worked out. Nobody was standing up. We had a dedicated kids table. It worked out. So um, we had a good time. Okay, at the end of the day, despite all of these things, oh, there was one more thing that didn't work out that I did not like. Um, two things. The wedding planner, even though she was very organized up to the day of the event, um, she was not as assertive as I would have liked her to be when she was supposed to take over when things were not working out the day of the wedding. And her rationale was that she was tired. And my thing was, hell, we've been planning for almost a year that you knew this was a 12 hour day. So, not like that. I understand that you're tired, but that's when you should have negotiated, like, hey, I'm going to bring two other people with me or something so that when I could take a break they can take over or something you know um so that so what what ended up happening is I ended up having to have a family friend take over certain parts of the wedding and um yeah that's how that worked out and then the venue at the end of the night I guess there was some miscommunication which again the wedding planner ended up leaving like a couple of minutes early so this happened after she left is that the wedding venue was like you know we have to get these things out we're not we're not open tomorrow And I'm like, what you mean we need to take all these props out? Like all the things that my decorator dropped off, they brought that with a haul We can't take that with us to a Hollywood compound. And so we went back and forth. I kind of low-key got pissed off. And then I got back in a positive mood because the wedding um, decor lady ended up speaking to the venue. They ended up working something out where they would go pick it up Monday morning just to ensure that it wouldn't stay longer. So those are some of the things that went wrong. But nevertheless... It was an epic Hollywood wedding. So if you want to see the highlight video, check out the show notes. There's the link there. It's like a two to three minute video. Let me know um, how you viewed the video. Like, what did you think? Um, Did I do a good job of like planning everything out from what you saw? Now, if you were like, damn, she did all this from like the blueprint, reach your client, automate your system, niche to your expertise, delegate services, all that's in her brand framework, in her private practice. And she was able now to replicate this in other areas of her life. Do you want to learn about learn more about Dope Therapist Academy? Well, I have a resource for you in the show notes. There's a free masterclass on demand that you can watch right now to assess the health of your business. And if you recognize that you need to have work done in your business and you would like my assistance, you would like my mentorship as your business coach, then join me in the Dope Therapist Academy. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I know that it was a little bit longer than my typical episodes, but I want to start also opening up another part of my life beyond business so that you can also see how I started and how I now have created a lifestyle full of abundance as a result of what I do in my business business, I'm sorry. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone who needs to hear this or if somebody's planning a wedding, maybe they need some tips. Um, But I really hope that you check me out in the masterclass. Um, As always, subscribe to the podcast, share with other therapists. And then if you want to go that extra mile, please snapshot a picture of this episode. Let me know who you are by posting it in the Instagram stories. And then I will tag you back and let me know your biggest takeaway. Until the next episode, I will see you then. Love you. Bye